0: gentlemen and welcome back it has been a while far too long if you ask me you see i've uh i've been i've been chilling took a little sabbatical from the old fundamism podcast haven't dropped an epi in uh in a about a month it's been a month and in that time so much has happened you may recall I was getting ready to go under the knife uh, or the laser, had a little knee surgery, feeling good, doing backflips, somersaults, cartwheels, back to my normal self. But before I tell you too much about what the last month has been like and how great I'm feeling, we got to shout out our sponsor because we are in the midst of Mental Health Mondays. Mental Health Mondays. If you are not familiar, of course, Mondays uh, is when we drop all of the goodness, all the great content related to mental health, fortitude, and uh, just being a better all-around you. What is he talking about? Well, the month of May is National Mental Health Awareness Month. And those of you that may recall... In the last podcast I dropped, we at Fundamism, uh, we meaning me, have partnered with Charlie Hustle to drop content every single Monday featuring some uh, amazing Kansas City ambassadors or champions, <laughs> champions, as we call them in the streets. If you uh, if you would like to indulge, check out Charlie Hustle Co. at Charlie Hustle Co. On Instagram, I, of course, will be sharing all the content on my IG page at Fundamism Paul, at Fundamism Paul. Charlie Hustle, There's they're not just an apparel brand. They're out here uh, doing big things, helping people be the best version of themselves. I got the opportunity to play in their uh, golf tournament most recently. And every time I'm around these folk at Charlie Hustle, I'm just absolutely enamored with their spirit, uh, their kind-heartedness, and oh, by the way, they have some amazing product as well. So go to charliehustle.com to learn more, and be sure to uh, follow them or myself uh, at Charlie Hustle Co or at Fundamism Paul to check out Mental Health Mondays. So one month has passed, and I missed you. I'm talking to you baby. I miss you. I I really did miss you. But man, I was burnt out. I've been I've been working hard. You ever been just working hard and you just feel like you just feel like you got so much on your plate that you can't keep up. You can't eat it all. <laughs> So about a month ago, I had my knee surgery, and this is in the midst of a, a lot of lofty goals that I had set for myself, including the recording of some fundamental modules. We call them the fundamentals. More to follow. But I I go under the knife, I get these bone spurs removed from uh, in between the joints of my knee. And they kind of round off the bone, make it all smooth and nice, and quote, fix up the meniscus, unquote. And uh, it's been a little road to recovery. So I've been been working on my flexibility. I'm not in the gym jumping yet. So those of you that are tracking my status on uh, dunking and the goal that I set prior to 40, being able to dunk again, uh, hold off, just hold your horses. I'll get there. But I have been doing my own knee rehab and I got to tell you I'm feeling good, feeling great. But it hasn't been without challenge. You know, there's been times where I've been like extremely disappointed in my lack of flexibility, my lack of flexibility or you know, just general pain. But sometimes you got to exist above it. You got to dig deeper ah, to find that that oof to power you through, to see the finish line and ultimately accomplish whatever the hell you're trying to accomplish. So that's happened. And uh, what that allowed me to do in having that surgery is take one thing out of my head that I was thinking about that was occupying my mental space out of my brain. Because now I'm not worried about, you know, the pain in my knee or the surgery or what's going to happen as a result or insurance, any of that stuff. I alleviated that from my worry list. Oh, Paul worries? You betcha. We all worry. That's why fundamentalism is so critical to me and my own mental health and fortitude. Is because knowing that my family, many of you that have tuned in before know this, my family can suffer significantly from mental health issues, depression, anxiety. I know that if I don't work diligently on my own mental health, then I could fall into a funk, a darkness, if you will. So that's why fundamentalism is important to me, because whenever I am going through it, I assess why I am where I am, what's going on in my life, how I could power through. And ultimately, I got to move on. I got to move on to something that makes me smile. So I've moved past the surgery, and now what's been occupying my mental space is something that I've been trying to get done for three years and I use the term trying very, very loosely. You see, I've, I've long wanted to put together a computer-based training platform, a spot where individuals like yourself could go to see exactly what fundamism looks like, to identify and learn some fundamentals that could potentially improve their quality of life or your quality of life. To showcase exactly what needs to be done to increase the amount of joy, fun, and fulfillment in your life. And this has been weighing heavily on me. I kind of liken it to the same process of writing a book for myself. I have this this wild hair of, of, of doing something audacious, an audacious goal. And what would happen is every time I thought about the book or or now these modules, I think about all the stuff that needs to be done. For the book, it wasn't just about writing the book. Cuz I could sit down and write. But whenever I started thinking about the book, I think about, well, it needs to be edited, so I need to find a quality editor. It needs to be published. Do I self-publish or do I publish myself? I need to market it. I need to have a sales page. I need to figure out uh, where I'm going to get product from? Am I going to go through Amazon or so I would just just work myself up with all the thoughts of what needed to be done. The same phenomenon holds true in the development of these course modules. Now if you're anything like me, you've taken you've taken uh, tens, potentially hundreds of training classes in your life. Many of which were online computer based training. And uh, they're not always super exciting. They're not always super engaging. They're not always super fun. So I thought to myself, what if, what if I could create an online platform that not just the businesses that I get to partner with and doing keynotes or consulting could benefit from, but what if you, As a fundamentalism podcast listener, what if you, as a consumer, as an individual, could access this platform and benefit as a result as well? So I could have a a business-to-business model, a B2B, and a B2C or business-to-consumer module. And that module is for you. Or modules. See, as I started to think about this concept, though, and how to make it fun, I think to myself, well, I got to write the content. Well, then I got to film the content. In order to film the content, I got to figure out, do I want to do it in my own studio or do I want to go to a production studio? Or do I want to just use the 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 firm that I'm already using for videography, the Social Apex, because they're amazing as well. But they don't necessarily have a spot for me to, to film with the green screen and all that stuff. Oh, so more to, more to think about. Then I got to think about uh, the activities that need to be done, that need to be written, the activities, the immersive content that will then supplement all the video content The you could walk through and actually learn and put into practice some of the fundamentals that we're talking about. I got to write those too. Well, then I got to figure out what platform I'm going to use. Where, where is this content going to go? How can you, as a consumer, subscribe? Well, then I got to figure out the sales page, and I got to write the sales content. Then I got to film all the demos. So now I'm just so worked up about all the stuff that needs to be done. You know what I do? I don't do anything. I shut down. How many of you have been there? You're so overwhelmed by the thought of everything that needs to be done in order to accomplish something that that overwhelming feeling starts to take over you and you just shut down. That was me. For over two years, almost three, I thought about doing these modules. You see, I was being stubborn. And if you got the opportunity to listen to any one of my keynotes or the the virtual keynote... Uh, that I actually posted some month ago some weeks ago, maybe two months ago. I don't know. but I talked about the power of channeling your energy. and if indeed you you had it in you to be stubborn, right you you were you were feeling stubborn you were in that 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 characteristic that trait that emotion of feeling stubborn, well then you could channel that same energy into commitment. Because that's that's all stubbornness is, right? You're just being committed to your perspective, your opinion, your point of view. So following the knee surgery, I didn't have that taken up my my mental space. I had a little bit. So I said, "Well, what if I what if I committed myself to these modules?" Ladies and gents, when I decided to commit myself, when I got out of that stubborn attitude or stubborn mindset, and I just decided to commit myself to writing the content for these modules. It took me all of 10 hours to write it. 12 modules, 12 months. One module a month, if that's the pace that you want to go at. But what's interesting is what it took to get me there was something very specific. See, to start in the 10 hours of content development, I decided that I needed a deadline. And so what I did was I scheduled studio time. I did a little bit of research and I found out that, you know what, studio time is what I needed. So I booked some studio time at Blue Fox Production, which is located just right down the street here in Kansas City, Lenexa, where I reside. I got that on the calendar. And then as I saw the date of the studio time coming closer and closer and closer, I had to get on my horse. You see, that's money out of my pocket. So once I committed to the date of recording, well, then a switch goes off in my mind and I work well under pressure. I may be a procrastinator, but man, when I got a deadline, I'd do the damn thing. So once I got it scheduled, man, I just I just wrote the content. And I got to tell you, when I finished that content, it was like, to be as cliche as possible, like the biggest weight off my shoulders as possible. I mean, I'm sure my wife, Melissa, would tell you that I have not been very fun to be around over the course of the last couple of weeks. And it's because I, I I was in my head. I was I was like, I was knocking myself down. I was saying things like, man, gosh, Paul, you're stupid. Just write the content. Like, why are you procrastinating? Why are you taking so long? I don't understand. What is it that's inhibiting you from just doing it? And then I would sit down. I'd work up the initiative to do it. And then I would get as distracted as a freaking squirrel. And I'd start watching Law & Order. And you know what law and order does to me. Three hours later, still haven't written anything. So then I laid I lay down at night or I'm interacting with the family and I'm not even present because I'm I'm thinking in my head about how silly it is that I'm just not doing what needs to be done. So no, I wasn't trying to put together these modules. I was saying that I wanted to do it but I hadn't convinced myself that it offered value or that it was worth more than all the little nuanced crap that I chose to put in its place. Until I got that studio time booked. Then in 10 hours, I completed what I had been thinking about for well over two years. Why do we do that? Why do we procrastinate things? Why do we put off things? Why do we not do things that ultimately create strife or anxiety or worry? We just, we just keep pushing them aside, pushing them aside, pushing them aside. And all the while, we're still thinking about them. And when we finally do them, it never takes as much time or was as bad as all the all the anxiety and the headspace that we let it take in our mind up until the point of completion. See, I've been through this Hundreds of times in my life, hundreds of times, hundreds of times, whether it was homework or cramming for a test or whatever it may be, I'm a procrastinator by nature. Inevitably, I worry and worry and worry about getting it done, and then ultimately I wait till the last minute, and then I do the damn thing. But why do I wait so long? I don't understand. So hopefully I take a lesson away from this, and hopefully you do too. Now, I'm super excited about these modules to drop. And I have been toying around with leveraging some of the content in uh, my most recent keynotes. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been super busy since we talked last. I mean, I've been to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, Branson, Missouri, Atlanta, Georgia, just returned from Myrtle Beach. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. And that's not even counting all the virtuals that I've been doing. So I've I've had some time and some opportunity to work through some of this content, the fundamentals. Man, it's been fun. Myrtle Beach, I got the opportunity to work with the uh, North Carolina Medical Group Management Association. And uh, man, it was for the first time ever, for those of you that have ever experienced me uh, via keynote virtually or live. You know, you know that I find a lot of strength in music, and so I typically come out dancing and acting a fool. But for the first time ever, I start playing a song and uh, I go full karaoke style. Like their first, the group, the audience's first impression of me is me singing and dancing, like singing straight karaoke style. I mean, and not well, I might add. But as I'm singing, just completely in the moment they start clapping their hands to the beat. And I got so lost in the fun of the group that I wasn't worried about the notes that I wasn't hitting. I mean, at one point in time, I did try to hit a high note and I called it out, oh, that one's too high. And they just laughed and laughed. But what it showcased is the fact that we work ourselves up and we think about things and we we worry so much about what everybody else thinks that when you finally just get out of your head and embrace awkward moments and be the be the most authentic version of yourself oftentimes people are relieved people are intrigued people will get involved See, that fundamental is embrace awkward moments. It's featured in the fundamentals modules that I referenced before that will be dropped hopefully in July when we finalize all the content and get the platform loaded. But the other fundamental that I wanted to reveal to you is something that could really potentially help you in conversation. Like this could help you at work, at home. In social settings, and the fundamental is called seek to understand. Seek to understand. You see, oftentimes when folks are are talking to us, when they're giving us problems, when they're advising their perspective on any given situation, and I mean, you you could relate this to any topic: religion, uh, politics. To masks, to not to mask, uh, virtual learning, something at work, performance reviews, skill development, getting your kid or your child to clean their room. Seek to understand is a fundamental that can significantly improve the type of interactions that you have in all walks of life. And the reason why is because when people do approach us with these things, we want to insert ourselves. And it's not with ill intent. It's just that as humans, we want to help people. We want to help others. And so oftentimes we feel like we can help others because maybe we've seen the problem that they're facing right now and we got through it. So we wanted to share our solution. Maybe maybe we feel as though if we offered our perspective on what they're going through, it will it will. Offer them some form of value. Maybe we feel as though we're an expert on a certain situation or topic. And so we feel like we can educate somebody else by offering our opinion or our our factual basis or potentially even solution if trying to offer up something very specific. Seek to understand. It's a five-step process. Discover is step number one. Verify, step number two. Acknowledge, step number three. Dig, step number four. And assess is step number five. Again, discover, verify, acknowledge, dig, and assess. Let's go into step number one, discover. So, somebody approaches you with a problem. You perceive it to be a problem. I'll use the example of my wife, Melissa, managing our family and our household in my absence as I'm on the road, most recently in Myrtle Beach. So, I call her on the phone and I ask, How's it going? And of course, our kids, five and eight respectively, they're rambunctious. They're not always the best listeners. They don't always follow direction. Bedtime is not always easy. Dinner time is even worse. And when dad's not around, they really, really push on mama. So I ask, how's it going? Which is first and foremost, just a terrible question, right? I should ask, like, what's good? (laughs) Hey, what's been good in your day today? Hey, what did the kids do today that made you smile? But I asked a terrible question. How's it going? How was your day? And she just, she starts to unload. The kids aren't listening. They're not doing what they're told. Whenever you go out of town, it's just like they push on me. Step number one, discover. This is where you start to peel back the onion, right? You start to ask a few questions. Oh hon. Tell me a little bit more about what's going on with the kids. Tell me more. This is where you're just you're just showing a genuine interest. You're discovering what exactly is going on. You're getting the individual that's talking's perspective on any given situation. You're not inserting yourself with a solution. You know, what are you trying to or have you tried? Which I always do. Babe, have you, have you tried putting Adeline in her room? Have you tried taking away Brennan's tablet? Her response always, I don't want you to solve the problem. I want you to listen. Well, how do we listen better? Well, it starts with seeking to understand, right? Showing a genuine interest in what an individual is going through. So, babe... In your absence, it's been rough. The kids aren't listening. Well, tell me a little bit more. What specifically aren't they listening to? Help me understand what's going on. Now what happens? She starts talking. She starts giving me her her perspective, the situation as a whole. Discover. Tell me more. Please explain. Help me understand. Step number two is verify. This is where you, you just... Come to an agreement that you, that you do, in fact, understand exactly what's going on. You restate your understanding of what's being said. So, babe, if I'm understanding you correctly, it sounds as though Adeline had a really, really troubling day at school. And ultimately, she came home and put some of that stuff on you. And Brennan, obviously, he's just being little mini-me. So it sounds like he's been pushing on his sister quite a bit. So you're just restating your understanding of what's going on. What does that do? It validates the fact that you've been listening. Checks in for understanding. Showcases that that you are on the same page based on your understanding of what is being said. Step number three is acknowledge. Well, everybody wants to feel valued and heard. So after you discover by asking open-ended questions like tell me more, please explain, help me understand, and you verify that you have indeed heard what's going on by restating your understanding of what's being said, You acknowledge the importance of what you're hearing or validate the feelings of the person talking. So, babe, listen. You know, I could certainly understand where that would be troubling. could certainly understand why you'd be tired as a result of that. I could certainly respect the fact that these kids have got you feeling crazy, but let me assure you you're not. You're as beautiful as ever. Smart as a whip. And the most caring individual that I know. Then you go into step number four, which is dig. Again, to reference something I said earlier, you got to dig deep. (sighs) Typically, there's always more to any given situation. Like what you hear on the surface is just that, surface-level talk. But if you dig just a little deeper, you might find or uncover something more significant. So this is where you just ask additional questions to make sure that you got a, a full understanding of the picture. You may ask something to the extent of... Uh, Is there anything else that's been going on, babe? I mean, you wouldn't say, babe, but you get it. Or what else is on your mind related to this? Or talk to me a little bit more about what's going on. What additional information would be important for me to know? You got to dig. You got to uncover additional issues. So, babe, outside of Adeline and Brennan just driving you crazy and you feeling just run down is there anything else that's going on that you would like to talk about then step number five now this is important so hear me close step number five is assess again step number five is assess so step number one discover Two: verify three acknowledge Four, dig. Five is assess. Assess is where you have to identify what role the individual you're talking to wants you to play. What role do you serve in this interaction? Does the person just want you to listen so they can vent? Or do they desire your perspective or a resolution to their problem? Now, this takes you a little bit of patience. You have to be a little bit self-reflective. You have to be very present. And sometimes it's okay for you to ask the question. You know, honey, it seems like a lot's going on. And I want to serve you in the best possible way as your loving husband. Did you just want to talk to me about this stuff or do you want my perspective? It's okay to ask that. If they just want to vent, let them. Just let them. See, what we do is we insert ourselves. Somebody says something that we don't agree with, we don't buy into. Facebook is just a perfect example of this on social media, any social media platform. Somebody says something that you don't agree with. Well, I got to type in. We're keyboard warriors. Why? Why? doesn't provide you strength. Typically what it does is it creates additional anger, frustration, or anxiety. So why do we feel the need to do it? Instead of inserting ourselves, instead of trying to offer up our perspective or opinion, or in good faith, offer up a solution to a problem, if somebody just wants to vent, let them vent. This is going to be Tremendously helpful if you're in customer experience or working with with patients or any customer-facing job, but also in your relationships, with your children, with your friends. Now, if they're specifically asking for help, well, then you want to explore options with them. People always feel great when there's options, right? No one wants to be backed into a corner and feel as though there's only one perspective or one solution to a, to a possible problem. So when you offer up multiple perspectives, multiple options, then people feel as though they're in control and they could choose, if they want to, the path that they feel resonates the most. But here's the key. No matter what, Perspective, opinion, or solutions you offer up. You have to say them in a manner that doesn't come across as though yours is the only one that matters. Because nobody values their opinion more than themselves. So rather than relaying your perspective, relaying your solution, your stance, or whatever it may be, in a very strong and assertive way, Present it in a very lighthearted, maybe not lighthearted, in a way that allows the recipient to understand that this is just one person's opinion. This is just one person's perspective. And there are many different solutions out there. So step number one, discover. Step number two, verify. Step number three, acknowledge. Step number four, dig. Step number five, assess. So let's, let's walk through this. Let's tie it all together with the situation, me being out of town, my children pushing the buttons of my amazing wife. Step number one discover. Hey, hon. What one thing that that the kids have done in my absence has made you smile? Well, Paul, that's the thing. They haven't really done much that has made me smile. I'm at my wits end. Step number one, discover. Oh, Melissa, I'm terribly sorry to hear that. Tell me more about what's going on. Tell me more about what's going on. Well, Brendan and Adeline just keep fighting. Brendan keeps getting physical. He's pushing on her. Adeline loves it. So she eggs him on and then she screams at the top of her lungs. They don't listen. They won't eat their dinner. And ultimately, bedtime has been a chore. Step number two, verify. Babe. Sounds like you're going through a lot. With Brennan and Adeline obviously not listening to you. And you working your tail off to obviously make the the house work in my absence. They're not going to bed. They're not eating their dinner Step number three, acknowledge. I can understand why you'd be at your wit's end. I respect the fact that you can keep it together as great as you have. Step number four, dig. Is there anything else that's been going on that you feel is attributed to your mindset or tearing you down? Yeah. I just feel like I can't relax. Like I got I finally got the kids down and I'm thinking about all the stuff that needs to be done. The laundry, the dishes, you know, when you when you're gonna be coming home. I gotta put in a grocery order. Babe. Listen. I want you to know that I'm just so proud of you. I understand how challenging it could be when I'm gone. And managing all the stuff that you do. In my personal opinion, nobody does it greater than you. And I'm appreciative to have you in my life because without you sifting through all this crap that that is tearing you down currently, we couldn't be thriving as a family. I love you. Step number five, assess. Now I want to be I want to be whatever you need me to be in this moment right now. So Melissa, and and talking through this, do you want me to offer up, you know, my perspective or opinion, or is this just something that you want to talk to me about that you just want to get off your chest? That's the five-step process. Discover, verify, acknowledge, dig, assess. Seek to understand. By seeking to understand, without inserting yourself, your opinion, your perspective, or solutions, without first really digging in and having an all having an all-encompassing view of what exactly is going on, you could really struggle in relationships by inserting yourself. But by seeking to understand leveraging this five-step process, you could improve the connections in your life, the effectiveness the effectiveness of your communication. And ultimately, you could improve any performance metric that you're looking to improve. Discover, verify, acknowledge, dig, and assess. This is just a little sneak peek of some of the fundamentals that you can uh, expect to find in our upcoming fundamental platform. I greatly appreciate your support, ladies and gents. I'm sorry it's been so long. I would like to commit to you that it won't be this long moving forward. But the only thing that I commit is that if I need to take a month-long break, get my mind right, focus on the things that I need to get done, then I could commit to you that that's what I'm going to do. See, the Fundamism podcast is is a vehicle to be able to talk to you, to connect with you, to hopefully drop some nuggets of value in your life, and to meet cool and fun people in the hopes that something they say on this pod encourages or empowers you to go out and create some fun in your life. So until our next podcast, we encourage you to go out and have some fun in your day and create some fun in the lives of others. Be sure to follow at Charlie Hustle Co. or at Fundamism Paul on Instagram for our mental health Mondays. I think there's there's one week left, ladies and gentlemen. From the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you very much. And until I see you on the flip side, be safe, smile often, have fun, and <sighs> deuces.